Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So Annie, mm-hmm. welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel like we don't do that enough where we actually talk to each other, even though we've already talked for like three hours up to this <laughs> point. But, you know, checking in. How are you? Yes. Yes. You know, I'm good. As I said, I had a lot of weird dreams last night. My water is cut off. But overall, (laughs) doing okay. How are you? Doing okay. I Mm -hmm. am... Also here. I feel like mm-hmm. that just needs to be said in general. Uh, yes, we are here. Uh, but I did have a question for you as in regards to our person of the world today. And yeah, we're kind of changing that, even though it's women around the world. Persons around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how old you were when you wrote your first poem? Ooh. I know, right? I think... The first one that I remember clearly, I was eight, but I think I I wrote them before, and I know I've shared the story of my very embarrassing knock-knock joke that I wrote, uh, which is not a poem at all, but I think, like, in that vein, I had written um, other, like, much shorter poems before, but the first one I remember clearly, I was eight years old. Oh, nice. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a very, what I thought at the time, sad poem about a girl named Michelle, who was my favorite, that was my favorite name at the time, Michelle and Crystal. They're my favorite names. Crystal, really? Interesting. I loved that. Well, I was a big, I tried to change my name to Gloria at nine years old. I, I liked a big, like, meaningful, in my view, name. <laughs> and it was about Michelle... <laughs> Finding shells at the beach and uh, what the shells meant to her and the sadness she felt at the loss of the shells. (laughs) I like this. Michelle and her shells. I think it was called something like that. (laughs) I love this so much. Do you have this somewhere? I do still have it. I do still have it. Oh, I'm going to need oh. you to get it so we can post it up. I, I, I'm going to need you to publish it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it needs to be published. One of mine, I think, was not necessarily a poem, but it was just like a short story poem, kind of one of mm-hmm. those. And it was about leprechaun and how to catch a leprechaun. Really? Yeah, I won oh. an award for it, too. You did? Like a, I'm like so a excited $5 about gift this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. $5 gift certificate. You know the, uh, to the school little uh, supply store? Uh Uh-huh, yes. So you buy pencils and stickers and such? Maybe Uh $10. It may have been $10. Whoa. To be fair. Yeah, I won. I won for that. Thank you very much. I love this. Do you still have that? Can we post it? Unfortunately, my house uh, had a house fire. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it it burned because it was in the attic where the house fire began. Uh, But I remember it clearly because I I even showed, like, I was like, I'm going to do it this way. And instead of, like, finding gold, I took a penny and wrapped it up with, it was a whole project uh, where I colored the paper of gold and taped it and put it in a jar. And I was ready. I was ready. I don't know why I thought leprechauns were so tiny, like they were ants or something. But apparently (laughs) I did. Who knew? I love this. <laughs> we talked about the fact that poetry is something that's a big part of our lives. Uh, I actually just recently uncovered another uh, book 
that I forgot about that I wrote during college and it's very religious. And I was like, huh? Oh, um, but that's where I was at that point in time. And that's how I communicated was through poems. Um, and because it is, once again, as we talked about uh, previously, and I'm going to harp on it because I want to celebrate it to the max uh, Native American Heritage Month. And we wanted to talk about an artist, an activist, uh, and a poet who continues to make impact. And, and yeah, we're talking about poet, Native American artist, Christos. And apparently their name kind of has a pseudonym in conflation of the Greek word for Christ and gold. Hmm. And that's what they go by is Christos. And if you're looking for any of their works, uh, that's what it's going to be under. And they are amazing. Like I, I really, looking at their work, it is beautiful. And they do refer to themselves as they are there. Um, and so obviously that's how we're going to respect that. Mm-hmm. And Christos, who identifies as a lesbian and two-spirited self-educated writer, artist and activist is a resident of Washington State. They are a Menominee writer who looks at the depths and needs of the indigenous American social justice needs and the civil rights and is a fierce feminist seeking to bring intersectionality in the needs of their community. Christos often refers to himself as a political poet whose influences include Audre Lorde and Joy Harjo and uses their art and writing as commentary on social justice issues including Quote, how colonialism, genocide, class, and gender affect the lives of women and indigenous peoples. Christos's life experiences can also be seen through their extensive works, both off-reservation to an abusive father who was ashamed of his heritage. They were taught to read by their father and were self-educated and started writing poetry at the age of nine. So very closely to your thing, not necessarily the father part, but the fact that you started <laughs> writing, writing poetry, at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> So in their later teenage years, they were placed in and out of different institutions. Um, And though they stated the initial placement helped them, it later became a pretty big hindrance uh, to their lives and their growth. And as they continue to grow in their art and in life, they talked about the influences that continue to push them in their work and activism. When asked in an interview if being queer influenced their work, they stated, quote, being a queer woman has given me independence that is not possible for straight women. I've never had a boyfriend. I had to appease or tone myself down in order to protect his ego. Being a lesbian is being an outlaw. I get to name my own poisons. But it isn't just through their writing they work for social justice, but through painstaking work like their work to free unjustly imprisoned Native Americans, including Norma Jean Croy and Leonard Peltier. And they were involved in working for the rights of different tribes, including the Diné, Navajo, and Mohawk. But they continue their work outside of their community and work for the issues in regards of Palestinian rights, domestic violence, and so much more. And of course, they have been given so many awards and recognition for their continued work and advocacy for their community and so many others, including the National Endowment of the Arts, the Sappho Award Distinction, the Human Rights Freedom of Expression Award, and yes, many others. And if you're wanting to check out their incredible works, uh, which they've won the uh, Audrey Lord International Poetry Competition for, go check out their books, including Not Vanishing, I Am Here, and they've published so many others. And apparently for a while, and I don't know if they're still doing this, they're having to go through Canadian publishers, even though they're from the U.S., because of so many censor laws and Mm -hmm. issues, which made me angry. Made me super, mm-hmm. super angry. But they're mm-hmm. also, they speak at different conferences and as part of the community overall, especially when it comes to arts. Amazing work. But 
we definitely wanted to end with a reading of one of their poems. Um, and this one is titled Woman uh, from the book Not Vanishing. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Will you come with me moving through the rivers to soft lake beds, coming, gathering wild rice with sticks? Will you go with me down the waters long, smoothly shaking life into our journey? Will you bring this gift with me? We'll ask my brother to dance on it until the wildness sings. I love poetry. That's so good. I do too. Um, And yeah, their work is amazing. um, And you really should go and see the different things that they have published, continue to publish, continue to do. And they, like I said, they've not slowed down. It seems that they're still a part of the community and trying to fight for the intersectionality within their community as well. So it is amazing to see. And I'm really sad, again, because they are pretty famous and their works are pretty famous, that it took this segment for me to find them. I'm a yeah. little annoyed. Um, and I'm hoping that I can discover a lot more, uh, especially with their works. Yes. And listeners, as always, if you can help us with that, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. You can email us at Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Won't Ever Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.